everybody, welcome to a, uh, I don't know, hastily thrown together episode of the USL show. Um, big thanks to, uh, to our friends at Roughnecks Scarves, your home for MLS USL and um, all things, all Scarves US soccer related. You can also get scarves for your club. Check those guys out, roughneckscarves.com. Um, also, big thanks to uh, the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts for putting this on. Um, real cheap plug, I'm going to be on the Football Foundry tomorrow or whenever that drops. So look for that. I reason um, at the BGN FM on the Twitters, BGN.FM on the internets, also USLnews.com if you want to read some USL news. How about that? Um, not the usual cast of, of people, although there might be people dropping in and out. I'm not sure. Um, instead, uh, you might have heard him when Brandon Miller educated all of us on how to actually, you know, reward goalkeepers for their season. Uh, you might have for Indy 11. Uh, it's Richard Rainwater. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Um, uh, yeah, no problem. Thanks for being here. I'm living my best life. And uh, and also joining me, oh, I should mention that I'm your host, I guess, maybe. Um, Kevin Valala, I'm here. How's it going? Um, also joining me, it's uh, your favorite Pittsburgh resident, maybe, depending on how many you know, um, Justin Ashcraft. Hey, what's up? You know, I'm, I'm living my best life. It was, well, yeah. uh, it's, it's been a lot of roster moves for some teams and then other teams are going to be quiet for a little while and probably get back to us on that in December. Um, so this is going to be kind of a hybrid. Let's talk about roster moves and answer some Twitter questions. So I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Indeed. Here we um, go. I guess because they're the first team I pulled up and it happened back on, November 2nd, and I don't think we talked about it. Um, North Carolina picks up Stephen Miller, uh, as well as Alex Tambakis, Aaron Guillen, DJ Taylor, and uh, Graham Smith. Um, so five pickups there on extension. Um, Tambakis is a huge impact player for those guys. And, you know, there's a couple players I think every team has across the league where if you can just re-sign them, you're going to do that. And Tambakis is definitely one of those guys for me. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and, and North Carolina had a bit of a rough start, but, I mean, they're not that far off of nope. playoff positioning by any stretch. So, I mean, it was a huge pickup. You know, sometimes your re-signings are better than your new signings. So, you know, to bring him back in <laughs> yeah. for their – their second USL season, you know, I, yeah, mm -hmm. I, it's going to be good news and carry. Yeah. yeah I think you know, Louisville obviously is teaching us something about consistency and yes, you know, if you keep bringing the same players back, if you keep a core together, then you can sustain success. Um, so I think it's, I think it's good when you've had some sort of success. And I mean, North Carolina didn't have, a great a great season but you sure. know they're there they're close um mm -hmm. and so as much of that as you can bring back and not have to start again at the beginning you know that's that's good mm -hmm. yeah um really what louisville taught us is if you can convince your players that um be groundhog day and just keep doing it then you're fine um 
so yeah, I mean, Louisville City hasn't announced anything yet, probably because they're a little um, uh, preoccupied. But um, I'm sure we'll see another, you know, like signal from them um, this season coming up. Uh, another one, Red Bull 2 announced uh, a couple returning players um, on the 13th. Uh, Amanda Moreno, um, Jordan Scarlett, Chris Lima and Tom Barak. Um, big name in there, I guess, Moreno, probably. Um, but I think uh, Stroud is great. A couple declines for them. Um, Scott Levine, Nico Devera, and Lucas Stauffer. Jose Aguinaga, which is a big one. Um, and Steven Echeverria, as well as Andrew Lombard. Um, Andrew Tenari, also out of contract. Again, out of contract is weird because I wouldn't be surprised if Red Bull think about bringing up Andrew Tenari to the first team, perhaps. But um, as terms of the guys that got declined, Jose Aguinaga is is a pretty solid midfielder, um, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially now with you know more teams and and more leagues. Even I, I definitely think he finds a home somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> Seems like a pretty good uh, basis there for, uh, for players there. It was a little bit confusing to me because I was wondering what players of theirs they had from on uh, MLS contracts was one thing I was curious. Because mm -hmm. uh, I was looking up for Indom on there, but I want to say he's on an MLS contract, if I'm not mistaken. I would imagine. Oh, it's a it's a wild goose. <laughs> <laughs> I've invaded Hi, goose. The... <laughs> How's Joining us because I asked him to, and he's really good at accepting invites at the last second. <laughs> um, he's softer than a down pillow. It's the Bernie Sanders of the United Soccer League. And you know what? He got way more teams involved this year. So um, Ben Gosworn, our, our dear friend in the uh, Charlotte area. Yeah. What's up, man? I'm good. I uh, good. I would have been here sooner, but cookout took forever. I don't That's know all right, man. Listen, yeah. you know... Our dear friend Mark Mark Turner, who I jokingly called Jake Edwards for about an hour last yes. week, didn't catch any flack for that, by the way, which <laughs> thanks everybody at USL. You guys can take a joke. I love it. Um, <laughs> was eating tacos. So, I mean, yes. that's definitely more important <laughs> than me. That one. Um, and food is definitely more important than I am. So, it's fine. Yes. Luckily, mm -hmm. uh, I just got a shake. So, there won't be any, um, any uh, random interruptions. And it's gone. So That's all right. I won't be uh, okay, good. Good. eating a shake um, during the podcast. That's not good quality. I, I learned from that mistake. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, guys, any other thoughts on, <clears throat> on the baby bulls? They're going to be kids that are going to be just as good as the guys they lost I'm imagining. So, yeah. <laughs> That's... That the roster turnover and those guys end up being just as good as the guys before them, which is we'll probably um, see him back in the East. Really a credit to that system, again. if nothing else. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, Ottawa also announced their moves, but that's still loading because for as pretty as the new website is, it doesn't load any faster. Oh, it still doesn't. It still doesn't. <sighs> it's I like I like it. It's really nice, but it doesn't load faster. This is going to sound just really hipstery, but like two years ago, it worked fine. This last year, it just yeah. went to crap. I don't know. Yeah. The fact that you guys know what the Ottawa website does or doesn't do and when it loads 
tells me the level of research that you guys do. <laughs> you got to be crazy to follow this league, guys. And what you know, <laughs> yeah, you do. what's crazier than you do. than lamenting about how fast the website loads? <laughs> uh, hey, Justin, the Hounds made a bunch of roster moves. Do you mind talking about those while this website tries yeah. to get itself together? <laughs> yeah, sure. So, I mean, I think they, um, you know, I think when you're talking hounds, you obviously want, um, uh, you obviously want the core of your team back the way that they were able to perform this year. Um, so, I mean, the players they kept, um, uh, Toby Adewale, Nico Brett, no surprise with either of them. Dabo, uh, Jordan Dover, Canardo mm -hmm. Forbes, Cristiano Francois. Um, Noah Frankie, Joe Greenspan, Kevin Kerr, Kyle Morton, and Tommy Van Kiesel. So, I mean, really no surprises in there um, as far as players coming back or players that they um, kept. Um, I didn't go, oh, Dan Lind, not on there. Kind of a surprise. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I mean, Kyle Morton was the clear kind of number one going into the season, I think, and then tearing his ACL at the beginning of the season. And so... Um, I mean, I think that's where I think that's where they wanted to go anyway. So I'm not I'm not overly surprised at that. I think the big one that everybody in Pittsburgh is like, what was not re-signing Hugh Roberts? Um, yep. So I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still not sure about that one. Um, but you know, you never know. Sometimes it's in this league. It's like you like a guy, but the coach might not or whatever. So, mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Um, I'm surprised with with no Hugh Roberts on that list. Yeah. Seems like they're bringing a very good core back. That's for sure. Yeah. It's the middle of the field. I mean, you think about, you know, out of Wally and Greenspan, we're pretty much sure for a good portion of the season where you're starting. Dorbs in the middle of the field. And then you're bringing, um, you know, Nico Brett back too. So you're taking that middle of the field and, and then you're just adding some pieces to it. So I think the other one I was surprised by was Ray Lee because, I mean, that's a Lily guy that he brought to Pittsburgh. So I was surprised that he didn't get re-signed. Um, and then the other one that I was, I mean, not surprised for his talent, but he had put a post on Instagram that made it sound like he was saying bye, and then they re-signed Francois. So I was like, what? Because um, it was like his like post was like, thanks so much to the Riverhounds organization for a great year. <laughs> it was like... Oh, I guess he's not being re-signed. Right. But uh, then they re-signed him, so I don't know what that was about. He's just a very gracious person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. It was weird. It was weird. Interesting. Um, and, and then Forbes was another one. Forbes was another one that they actually signed, and then they announced that they had given him a new contract. So they had picked up his option, but then – Signed him to a year-long deal with another year option. So um, that probably – I mean, that probably was just a raise based on the way he played and right. the fact that he'll probably be the captain going into next season and all that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know why it's all Eastern Conference team. Well, it's not. There's one Western Conference team, but it's mostly Eastern Conference teams, and I just wonder if that's a, I don't know, a paperwork kind of thing. Um Ottawa announced their first moves of the offseason last week, Tuesday. No, October 23rd. My fault. It's been a while. We got caught up in playoff things. So sorry we haven't talked about roster moves, but those pesky we'll have, playoffs. We'll have time now. Um, 
Ottawa announced their first moves of the offseason. Uh, five players. Uh, Nana Atacora is back. Kevin Oliveira is back. Uh, also remaining under contract, uh, Maxime Tissot, Anua Obasi, and Shamar Dixon. Club is uh, is still talking to, I believe, Carl Hayworth and Eddie Edward, as well as Chris Manella, David Monsalve, and uh, Jeremy uh, Gagnon Lapeyre, which is like any of those weird French names are my favorite. Mm. Um, also, <laughs> following the conclusion, this is a big one, um, following the conclusion of his loan agreement uh, of Max Crepu, the Montreal Impact uh, uh, are going to bring him back. And um, Adonijah Reed also is is uh, back with FC Dallas. So, um, no no goalkeeper of the year going to come back for for Ottawa. I imagine Montreal is going to at least make Max their number two. Um, and then uh, Adonijah Reed, who I really like, kind of towards the end of the year when he got there, um, number eight on the 2018 20 under 20 list. By the way. Uh, going back to FC Dallas, he's a, a really crafty midfielder. Um, departing the club as free agents for Ottawa, it's Callum Irving, who's a pretty solid goalkeeper, uh, Clement uh, Baia, David Edgar, Daniel Canumbe, midfielders uh, Sergio Nacio, Christian Portilla, which is a big name, um, and then forwards Gabe, uh, Gabriel Belbedani and Steven Dos Santos, Daniel Haber, Azaki Lubayera, Jimmy Sanyon, and Tony Taylor. So some uh, some decent names to chew on there for Ottawa. If if clubs are looking, I think Stephen Dos Santos is a is a really strong name and a really experienced forward. Uh, Callum Irving is a is a solid keeper. Um, Daniel Haber has been effective at points. Christian Portilla, another guy. So I think um, that might be. And I'm a little, but I mean that's probably one of the better free agent groups coming out of a team for sure. That Fury roster moves. Yeah, it looked like there was a chunk of players I was kind of surprised they didn't bring back. Um, I didn't honestly know that um, Adonijah Reed was a, uh, I guess, a loney from FC Dallas. So that makes sense that he's getting going back to their their squad because um, I want to say he had a very good year this year. Uh, yeah. Memory serves me right. He had a hat trick in one game, didn't he? I believe. I think I think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I was kind of surprised by Dos Santos as well. He's not returning. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah, they, I thought he was a pretty well uh, standing player for them, or quality player, I guess. Yeah. You also wonder a little bit. I think with all these roster moves, you also wonder a little bit if some of these guys are being invited back for preseason. You know, and coaches yeah. are hoping to like find. Not that they always want to go back, because sometimes they feel hurt by that not being sure. guaranteed something, but. Um, you know, I, I, I wonder some of that, you know, is like, yeah, we don't necessarily want to sign you right now, depending on what happens in MLS cuts mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. maybe, you know, um, so you wonder some of that. Yeah. I think some of these better too, some of these better players too, might be like, well, maybe I can get an MLS contract. Yeah. If I don't, sure. I'll come back to Ottawa. Yeah. Yeah, I think missing the goalkeeper of the year is going to be a huge miss for Ottawa. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that goes without saying. Sure. Uh, and it's not surprising, at least to me, to see as much turnover as there as there is, mm. um, considering that before, you know, their keeper really lit USL on fire and 
uh, had, what was it? I think it was 15 clean sheets by the end of the season. 15 or 16. It was the record. I don't remember how many it yeah. was necessarily. So before you set the record for clean sheets, which is pretty much the sole reason why they were in playoff contention. I mean, they, they just, they were, they had a really slow start. They were really kind of struggling to put it together. So uh, it's, I'm kind of on the, the same level as Justin that I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of them come in in preseason or come in in training camp as invitees and, you know, kind of pick the best of the bunch, but they're probably not very committal, especially since he's not going to be coming back to bail them out this year. Right. Well, and I mean, we saw what happened with Toronto, um, a little different, but when they lost Cavaluzzo, um, mm-hmm. It wasn't great. And then the other thing I think for Ottawa maybe is there a push for them to try to go more Canadian? Not that they're not incredibly Canadian. There's um, Canadian Premier League pressure. I know that the Federation in Canada has been putting a lot of pressure on them to yep. join the Canadian Premier League and jump from USL. And you know, so far they've resisted it because they don't want to <laughs> join a league that they don't know is going to be around in you know right. four years. Yeah, and, and NASL. I, I think the impact want to keep them in USL too because the impact need to have an affiliate, and that one just kind of makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's not a whole lot of teams where they can hook up with anymore, really, um, that make any kind of geographical sense. Unless we see FC Montreal rebirth. Uh, what a League weird one, team. baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, oh, what do we got here? Uh, rising roster move uh, as of today, matter of fact. This one's actually current, everybody. Don't worry. Um, New Zealand international midfielder James Musa returning to the club for 2019. Um, 26 appearances, little over 2,100 minutes of action in his first season with Phoenix. One assist, 15 key passes. Uh, missed the playoffs and the end of the regular season with an injury. Um Third for Phoenix Rising with 42 interceptions, fifth in clearances with 57. Um, 26 years old. He's he's good. He was one of the cogs in that midfield machine for sure. Um, and as good as I thought Colin Fernandez played in the playoffs, plug, listen to that interview. He's a good kid. Um, good. I just wonder if Musa was there, if things would have been a little I don't know. I still think Ownby would have really bothered him on the wings, but – Maybe they would have gotten a little bit more control, a little bit better service in. Yeah, I mean, you know, seeing the game in Louisville, you know, uh, one one thing that really came came to my attention was that there just wasn't that connection, you know, mm-hmm. in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Is you had Drogba that was dropping back to try and make plays, but at the same time he was also trying to go forward to be on the receiving end of plays, and he was kind of you can't be in two places at once. So his, his absence was, was definitely felt. Uh, And yeah, I mean, this is going to be a huge, huge signing for them as they try to, you know, claw their way back into the championship game. Yep. And then the, uh, the last roster moves that I'm aware of, um, Bethlehem Steel today brought the hammer. Well, the union organization, actually both teams brought the, uh, brought the hammer down, but, to keep it USL uh, related. Uh, declined options on Brandon Aubrey, AJ Patterson, Mike Catalano, Omar Holness, Aiden Apodaca, um, as well as uh, Santi Moore and Chris Nanko, which are two pretty decent names. Uh, Prosper Chaluya and Antonio Loqua also returning to their parent clubs 
out of loan. Uh, Bethlehem Steel did say that they are in discussions with Matt Mahoney, James Chambers, and Drew Scundrich for 2019. Uh, guys, if <clears throat> I don't see... Santi Moore or Chris Nanko in the Eastern Conference of the UFL Championship next year, I'm going to be very confused. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, those are two players that I think you, any team in USL almost, mm-hmm. should be like, yep, I need those two. Yeah. You know, and I would almost put Brendan Aubrey in that category too. Like, would, if you, if you would, need a defender, like, you need to go get that guy. And I think AJ is really solid too. I don't think he got yep. enough minutes. Um, but but he's really solid. Mike Catalano is is a big name. Good lord, if you could keep Omar Holness healthy, that's a huge signing. Um, and then um, I'll throw it out there. I, I tweeted it earlier. I think if you can get Aiden Apodaca st- like steady minutes in a counterattacking system, he's ten goals easy. Hmm. Ten goals yeah. is good. That's that's a quality really contribution. Goal, but he's he's strong for how tiny he is. Ah. And he yeah. he's he's pretty crafty. Um, so, yeah, there's there's a good bit to pick from here. Um, and as much as I, from a we want to go younger standpoint, understand these moves, doesn't mean I have to like them. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. <laughs> that that also could be you know like like I think it's the same thing for for a lot of us here with Hugh, where it's we know him or at least listen to his podcast and he's a part of the network and he pops into the group chat that we have where it's like, yeah, maybe we're a little biased. Cause like, we know that that guy, you know, somewhat quasi personally and you know, he, they're good people. Um, and Chris and Santi and honestly, all those guys that I just named off are, are really just good dudes. And I, I hope they get jobs, which is how I feel about everybody that gets released in the off season. <laughs> they get jobs. Um, so hopefully with more teams, more leagues, stuff like that, that'll be a thing. Um, but yeah, there you go. It is interesting to see that there's that much of a change though, because Nanko and, and more have been, and this may sound silly to say, but they've been a pretty good mainstay on their, their squad for the last couple of years. So it's interesting that they're, it's got to be an odd situation as a, as a player too, because they're you essentially have to completely transition your mindset where you've been a part of a two team to build to an MLS team, and now you've got to figure things out. Yeah, that's a fair yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, it's not even like they had bad years, you know. No, but, <laughs> and and that's that's got to be the other confusing part too. Is I I, I having never played myself, you know, I, I wouldn't know, but. You can imagine sitting there on your couch thinking, okay, you know, we did really well. We're building towards this. And then you're like, wait, you mean I got to move? Yeah. Like that's, that's just, that's just nuts. But, you know, I heard Indianapolis is really nice if, mm-hmm. uh, if more is interested. Real estate's cheap, you know, or friendly. Uh, yeah, so we, if you don't mind football lines. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Yeah. No, I, those are all actually really good points. Um, Especially, you know, Santi Moore, who was a, a you know the second place finisher and rookie of the year, um, not twenty eighteen but twenty seventeen. Um, I realized halfway through that sentence, if I said last year, it, it would be confusing. Um, you uh, know, and, yeah. and he was good for close to, or if not ten goals this season, I think he set a career high. 
um, really good with his feet, scored twice against New York City FC. Um, hmm. Friendly. So, yeah, uh, definitely some good names there. And Nanko is a guy off the bench, I think, is, is immense. Um, I think he scored this year having been on the pitch for like 15 seconds. So, mm. um, yeah. Transitioning into our questions, mm-hmm. uh, Harry is in the live chat, but is very kind enough to ask us questions on Twitter at Ray McCall. Um, too early to ask about the schedule release date? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, I, I would not dare do that. I mean, literally, I can ask that, you know, tomorrow for the league, and I'm sure I'd get a uh, wait for it. Because we're coming, what? coming soon. Yeah, February yeah, 12th. <laughs> when it happens, it'll happen and we'll be here. It's fine. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, uh, maybe end of January, early February for that one, if I had to put a date on it. Probably sooner this year than last year because there's not a league that's dying um, that we know of. Um, <laughs> I don't want to, don't want to speak don't, too soon. Don't jinx anything. Yeah. Um, I guess like the NAS and ISA can't die because it hasn't began yet. Maybe it has. I don't it's know. It's league for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Harry, hang, hang tight. It's all right. We got you. Well, you know, as soon as we can slash are allowed to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Um, oh, oh, and, and he also asked, which we can actually answer this one. So we will. Um, are we happy with staying with two conferences, which would mean Swope and St. Louis to the east? Yes. Um, I I will say, I mean, if is Swope official? I don't think so. I mean, if that, I don't care which team, I don't, you know, it has to be one of the southern, you know, it has to be a southern team. It has to be one of the Texas. Right, right. But I feel like I feel like that only helps the Eastern Conference. Yes. I feel like the Eastern Conference looks weaker. Um, I think when you lose your mainstays like Richmond, Penn FC, not that they were, not that Richmond was good last year, That's but you you, you lose a founding you lose a founding member like Richmond. Yep. Um, you lose Penn FC. Um, obviously Cincinnati. Obviously knowing you're losing Nashville, like getting. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of those teams that could move, St. Louis, uh, Swope, like are good teams that can raise the quality again of the Eastern Conference. So, um, I mean, I'm happy about staying with two conferences for now just because I think it makes the Eastern Conference stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense stability-wise yep. um, because, I mean, quite frankly, this last year they've had to start a whole league. Um, they've had some things to deal with. Um, and on top of that, I, I feel like uh, until you've uh, – not that the USL will cap out as a, at a number of teams because, I mean, every other week or so or month it's a new team is rumored or this, that, and the other. But I feel like you have to have a stability of these are the teams we're working with. Now let's – paint the lines and figure out what states are going to be West and East and central. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting that St. Louis is going to change conferences again. I feel bad for them. Yeah. yeah. I, I I'm glad like- to have them back. I um, love St. Louis. I, that team. 
I think plays better in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and I think they're one of those teams that's right in the hunt for a playoff spot now, for sure. I really mm-hmm. like what they've set up there as far as the club goes. I really like what Pulis does as far as a coach goes. And, and I, I really enjoyed having them in the Eastern Conference. So, yes, it really sucks that they've literally been in four different – well, two different conferences in four years, meaning they went west-east, west-east. But um, if you're St. Louis, you are asking the league not so politely to please never do this again. Yeah. Like if yeah. this is it and they <laughs> promise to not move you come hell or high water, then you're fine. But the other thing is your road trips become so much easier this year. Like you're not having to go to Orange County and Portland right. and Vancouver. Right. You know, like you're not having to do these like crazy West Coast trips. Mm-hmm. Um you know, your farthest trips become New York City and Tampa. You know, yeah, that's very different. Yeah, Ottawa. I think I think it makes sense too because they don't know what other teams might drop. Um, yeah. I think know. they're really close though. Like I, I think, think if anyone drops now, I think it's a complete like out of left field surprise. I think so, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, it makes sense to keep it keep it where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know, you got two conferences. Let's see how things shake out. You know, not only introducing new teams, but especially some of the older teams that maybe got used to D3 budgets, D3 right. players, you know, D3 crowds. And as the league moves up and up and up, make sure that the teams that you have are are stable enough to go up with you before you go adding a third conference and shaking things around and mm-hmm. completely changing the format only to have to go back a year later. I will say, if it's what Park... That's going to be so fun because you have arguably basically two of the best like MLS two sides in the league that are going to play each other for basically the first time yeah. um, in Red Bull and Swope Park. And then Bethlehem's there, obviously. And I just think the East's host of two sides has traditionally been stronger. Yeah. Um, and it's only going to get stronger with Swope Park, and I think that'll make it a little bit easier of a pill to swallow for people if you just have the best um, MLS two sides playing each other, if I'm honest. We'll mm-hmm. see. I think it's hard to argue their stance in the league if they're producing well on the field. Yes. At least that's my opinion. I, I can see right. the argument either way, really, but if they're competitive, then who's to say that they don't belong? Mm-hmm. But people will. I mean, obviously. <clears throat> um, and then another question from Home Sweet Soccer, and I feel like we could be here for a little while. Who do you think will get MLS contracts this off season? In parentheses, not from Cincy. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, so San Antonio signed him. But I feel like Lance Lang was one of those guys. Um, I will never be surprised if Aiden Quinn gets a contract. I will never be surprised if someone takes a flyer on Brian Ownby. I will not be surprised if Red Bull bring up Hassan and Dom, especially because of the last two months he's put together. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like there wasn't a completely obvious person who's been a mainstay in the league that's just up the level i mean there is cameron lancaster Mm. but he's an older player if i'm not mistaken is that right 
Uh, I think he's like mid twenties. Please hold. <laughs> um, I mean, he was going to be my question. Like, does he yeah. get like? Because I mean, like Romario Williams went up right. after because he was like, wasn't he the like goal scoring leader in two thousand seventeen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I got you know, and I so, just wonder. I wonder if there's a team out there that just needs a goal scorer. You know, in MLS, who just needs yeah, a goal scorer who, like, would take a flyer on Kim. I do not know his international status, which might complicate things for MLS teams because that's that's, that's the thing that happens. However, <laughs> Cameron Lancaster just turned 26 on the fifth. Okay, so that's not. So he's right in his prime. Yeah, and that, I think that makes sense. I think there's enough teams that need a guy that can put up half those goals because I think realistically he's not going to score 26 or whatever the hell yeah. uh, against a little bit tougher opponents, against maybe a little bit better goalkeepers when he has to travel more, et cetera, et cetera. Um, not that he's not used to that being from England. Um, but, you know, a guy that puts up 15 goals in MLS, it's a pretty hot commodity. Yeah. Um, and and even off the bench, I think Cam could do wonders for somebody. Mm. Um, so we'll see. Um, anybody else out there? I was just thinking, I, just thinking about that question. I think it's an interesting question because there are guys like, um, like I don't know that I was expecting Mark Anthony K to get mm-hmm. an MLS contract mm-hmm. coming true. out of last year, yeah. but like. LAFC was like, we need a speedy winner and, type guy, and like he, he fits the bill. He did yeah. great with that until that terrible injury where he, I think, broke his leg. Um, mm-hmm. But he was a stud for them, which mm-hmm. good on him, you know. Um, yeah. And I, I hope we see more of those guys where it's not MLS two kids like you know your Derek Joneses and your Anthony Fontanas and your Brendan Aronsons and your um, you know Efren Alvarezes and your. Um, you know, Bezacourt and Velo type guys. Like, I, I hope there's guys where it's like, yeah, he was good in USL, and then he gets that bump up, mm. um, like Mark Anthony K, where it's like, yeah, he played really well for Louisville City, and then LAFC brings him in, and he just takes the ball and runs with it. I think, too, for Indy, um, so with the NASL dying like a, uh, a son at the end of its life, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, having to sign players, we actually got a couple of players that didn't quite make the cut for MLS rosters, but have MLS experience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one name familiar to you, Evan, is probably Jack McInerney. I'm very familiar with Jack Mac. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised to see Jack Mac maybe get a, get another look at MLS after putting together a, a somewhat solid USL season. Sunni Saad is another one. Uh, yeah. Who, who, I would be surprised if he suits up for Indy 11 again. I mean, I mm-hmm. think he produced enough highlights and, and did enough on the field that, uh, you know, I would not be shocked to see at, at the very least to get a training camp invite, if not start the season on the MLS roster. Mm-hmm. Kyle Becker is another guy. Yeah. I yeah. think he's very good. Canadian international. Oh, he's um, Canadian. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think there's a, a bit of want for him. Um, I'm trying to think Western Conference just because I feel bad. Um, oh, Thomas Evaldson. Uh, yeah. He was pretty know. good this year. And yeah. he, fits, he fits the build, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, he scored a bunch of goals in USL, but like for MLS, he's tiny. He's a big dude. 
Um, if Forrest Lasso wasn't with Cincinnati, I, you got to pull the trigger on a guy like that, especially off of set pieces. Um, yeah. And he's so got a I great think name. That, so that was the, he does have a great name and he's huge. <laughs> yeah. He's massive. Um, I'm wondering if. Yeah. I'm wondering how much Nashville is paying Pickens. I, he can't make it, right? Uh, I mean, I know goalkeepers have a long shelf life, but he's like 36. Yeah, but still, like, if you need a, I don't know, if you get an injury, you know, injury late preseason. I think Lynn is more likely to land in MLS. I, At the very least, get, get tucked away on a two side. You know, similar to what happened to uh, Mitchell. Uh, yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. He goes to training camp, gets a shot. At the very least, he's starting on an MLS two side back in USL. Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of obvious to say, but I feel like what we've generally been saying is that it, it just depends on an opportunity, really. Yeah. Um, and a need because I, I will definitely agree that Mark Anthony K being signed for LAFC. I thought he was a good player. I didn't know that he was an MLS quality player. Um, that kind of surprised me. Um, so there could be some, certainly some surprises. Um, and I wonder if some of that is guys that get international experience in some of these smaller countries. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. I'm wondering if that was part of Corey Burke's success. You know, like mm-hmm. he has a good season in 2017. Get some Jamaica experience, and then has a good season for the Union this year. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, like, well, you and, know, some of these guys who, you know, and Mark Anthony K was the same way. You know, he's a good player. Canadian. Got called up to Canada a few times, and now he's playing for LAFC. So I wonder if some of that helps some I, of these players. I think the better Concacaf is. I, I think if you watch the growth of USL. And I'm not saying they're related necessarily, but I think USL teams are a little more tapped into the vein of CONCACAF than MLS teams are maybe because there's not international roster limits for most teams. Or, um, you know, it's it's still decently cheap to, to grab these guys from Jamaica or Canada or whatever. Um, but if you look at the growth of CONCACAF, you, you see a lot more of those guys, Canadians, Jamaicans, uh, Peruvians, Colombians, you know, um, I think I just dropped in the combo bowl there for a second. I apologize. <laughs> um, but you uh, you know, you see the growth of, of the US and Mexico and Canada and and, and the Caribbean as, as soccer countries, and you see these guys pop up in USL and they put in good shifts. Um, and if you talk to a coach that's worked in in the US youth system or that has experience in CONCACAF or with MLS teams that's in USL now, that's where they're looking for next year. It's it's Concacaf and Combo Bowl and it's Africa, mm. because there's been a lot of guys that have come up through USL that have been from there. And like you said, Justin, like Mark Anthony K, Canadian Youth International. And three years ago, I would have been like, "That's cool," and now I'm like, "That's a team that could like make it to the Gold Cup final one of these years, mm. like soon." Um, so yeah, it'll be really interesting to see who all these teams bring in as far as internationals go. Um, I guess you could kind of look to see the coach for the team that they're on. Um, Because correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, you see Mark Anthony Kay, James O'Connor, 
was leaning towards MLS at that point and now is in MLS, obviously. Um, you see Enzo from Charlotte that made the jump up there with the, the Colorado affiliation, but Jeffries has MLS experience and I, I would imagine because right. of that, people respect his opinion and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the situation in, in San Antonio with the Ibiaga. I'm going to mispronounce it. The defender, a very good defender. Um, but I almost wonder if that's another way to look at it as well. Well, they were affiliates with New York City. That makes sense. There that's a really easy scouting report to get. Not that I didn't think he was going to end up in MLS anyway because he's big and a really good center back. But mm. um, No, and, and Gary Smith in Nashville. It's a guy that's won the MLS Cup with the Rapids. So it'll be interesting to see what he does a year away from MLS for them, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, the other thing I like doing, because we're officially in the offseason, is to get kind of your end-of-season thoughts and things on the team that you're closest to slash cover. So, um, Richard, I guess I'll start with you to totally put you on the spot. Um, other than really good acquisition with Moon Pie Kit Sponsor, <laughs> um, how was 2018 for announced. Oh, hasn't it? No. Uh, uh, all right. So a legend. Happen. Yeah, that's uh so the, the story behind that is uh yeah. it was on their Twitter page and uh they had a series of moon pie related tweets. So <laughs> I had a uh I had a very strong wish to replace their longtime sponsor with uh moon pies, but I don't I don't know if that is gonna be made official this this season. Okay. I mean you know, if, if if Trey wants to, come on, Trey. Yeah, come on, man. You got use all that pool that I know you don't have. You're not <laughs> you're not announcing any players. What else are you doing? Come yeah, on, let's do it. <laughs> You've got nothing else going on over there. Come on. The whiskey one is huge. Yes. Huge. A whiskey moon pie? No. Oh well, okay, no. that sounds. Good. Uh, but no, <laughs> yeah. whiskey sponsorship. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, with you know, drink your troubles away with. Anyway, um, after every <laughs> loss, we will give you a fifth of insert whiskey name. Um, it's probably oh, not I great, wish. but I'd take him up on it. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, Richard, your thoughts, I guess, on 2018 as a whole, and then um, if there's anyone you're looking forward to seeing again in 2019. Yeah, I think 2018 can only be described as a success. You know, and uh, I've said it a lot in, in kind of what I've written. I know Brian has echoed the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. At Soccer with Brian is the other uh, BGN written kind of Indy 11 correspondent. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we've kind of mentioned it on and off that, I mean, it was just chaos. You know, the league is is gone that you're playing in that you don't know if your team's going to take the field. And, and that was a big reason why the schedule was delayed so much is that we mm-hmm. kind of in the literal last minute uh, hopped into USL and then threw a coach and a team and a stadium together. And right. uh, we're like, all right, let's play. Uh, here we go. Actually, right. Here we go uh, to actually come out of that and make the playoffs and uh you know, that alone is a, is a very successful year. But, um, you know, Indy was very competitive against the top teams, uh, as long as you don't look at the Cincinnati score lines. But other than that, you know, I mean, they, they were. They were very strong against Louisville in the regular season. Uh, they played well against Pittsburgh. Um, 
you know, they played well against Charleston, you know, so the other of the top four teams. So I, that's, that's all that you can really ask for. Um, I think next season is going to be significantly better because there'll be actual off season and cohesion and training. We already know Rennie is coming back. That's about yeah. the only official announcement that Indy 11 has made is that Martin Rennie will be back as head coach. So that continuity is, is going to be good. Um, I'm hoping that they managed to bring back Owine upon Williams. Mm. Um, he was on loan from the Scottish championship, a really unknown player. None of us really knew who this guy was. And he just came in from day one and took the, took the number one spot, played every match for him. So uh, he turned himself into a top five, top 10 goalkeeper in USL. And we're hoping that he comes back and kind of continues on and anchors the defense. And uh, yeah, we'll see how 2019 goes. Fair enough. I love people coming over from Scotland that I'm biased, but Ireland. I, I think they um, they get it. They put in good shifts. They know what their role is, and they they excel at it. And it's 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 a weird parallel, I think, like to compare USL to like not the Scottish Premiership necessarily, or at least not you know Rangers or Celtic. But um, I, I think there's similarities between maybe you know an Aberdeen or. Uh, Hibernian or Kilmarnock, Kilmarnock, thank you. Um, and like you know, your better Irish Premiership teams, like your St. Pat's and, and things like that. Anyway, that's a tangent. Uh, ben, since your mic's not muted, talk to me about the the Charlotte Independence. I will also say, um, if you want to hear like a weekly summary, I don't know what you guys' plans are for the off season. So sorry to put you on the spot, but uh, if you want a summary of the oh, okay, there's not one great. Um, no, <laughs> we're gonna enjoy the off season. <laughs> uh, maybe follow along with their results. And then feel free to listen to our friends at Talking Jacks. It's Ben and uh, Alex Warren, who is. Uh, I don't know, maybe the brains of the operation, but you guys do a fantastic job. Um, Thank you. And you talk about uh, the Charlotte Independence, and you were, in fact, also very kind to me uh, personally on the Twitters for a year-end thing. I have one of those in the works. I don't know if I want to make it an article or just tweet it, but uh, I'll get yeah. there. But uh, yeah, talk to us about the, the year that was for the Charlotte Independence, and maybe if there's someone, you know, and it, this question's always a little bit better for teams that didn't announce their roster moves uh, <laughs> today, uh, but if there's anyone you'd really want to bring back for 2019, feel free to call him out uh, in a public forum so that he may hear that, and then sign it on a dotted line um, sometime, you know, Thursday morning, maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else going on Thursday this week, right? I don't think right. so. I mean, um, what else are you going to do, really? Catch a flight somewhere? <laughs> Football and, and then <laughs> Turkey, I think. What are those? Football, football multitasking. Come on. There you go. They're professionals. Yeah. But uh, the 2018 Charlotte Independence season um, was a roller coaster. Um, it was kind of a topsy-turvy um, form compared to the way they normally are. Um, they normally start the season slow and get hot in the middle of the season and then the we fall off the rails at the end of the season um basically did the opposite of that we started well um did really bad in the middle of the season oh it was it was it was a tough stretch in the middle of the season um and then kind of started to bring it together later on missed the playoffs uh for the first time in two years um 
And it was the, the biggest thing I'll say is it was I was really optimistic going into the season. Uh, there was a lot of changes that happened with the roster. Um, there was a good bit of, um, I mean, of course, we saw Enzo uh, Martinez move up to uh, the Colorado Rapids. Um, he was a major contributor for us and a, a major part of our offense as well. Um, I always wondered who was going to fill the role or in some ways fill the, the production, if nothing else. Didn't really quite happen. Uh, Jorge was Jorge this year. Uh, 38 years young, if I'm not mistaken. Um, still had a great year, but no one really filled in the gaps around him, consistently at least. Um, but yeah, the the end of the season, just it ended on a sour note. Didn't make the playoffs. Um, may have been kind of glad we didn't make the playoffs because we would have had to play Cincinnati anyways. So it's, it's, I don't know. <laughs> it got to the point where we were like, do we really want to play Cincinnati again? I don't know. Um, but regardless, um, moving into this next year is going to be very interesting um, with the affiliation we've always had with Colorado dissipating. Um, and Finally. Yeah, it's it, it's been interesting. Um as to why that's been the case, um, I guess they they finally figured it out. Oh, we're, they're right down the road. We should just do that. Um, logic prevailed, I suppose. But it's it's going to be interesting because from a fan perspective, it's kind of – I don't want to say it's been this way, but it's kind of appeared in some ways that we've waited to see what Colorado is going to bring us as far as – filling in gaps for the roster. We can't do that this year. Um, and it's it's an interesting dynamic because if we didn't have the affiliation this year, we would have been in deep trouble. Um, of course, we would have logically filled some roles, but just the way the, the season went without that affiliation, it would have been difficult to, to even finish where we did. Um, sure. But um, as far as players returning that I'd, I'd like to see, it, it, it's tough because I would like to see a number of players return because there's some quality players that I would like to have come back. Um, I mean, Joel Johnson's a main guy. Maybe didn't have the best year this year, um, but he has gotten some time um, with the – I think it's Liberia uh, – international team um, with the League of Nations Cup in Africa. He's been mm. playing with them for a little while um this this season as well um definitely like to see donnie smith come back he had a, an injury played the season um did not get much time um would like to see him come back because he's a local guy as well um can't f- forget about uh brandon miller um friend of the bgn network of course um <laughs> you down if you didn't say his name <laughs> yes um, I would certainly like to hit for him to come back because he was another similar to Donnie Smith. He had some injuries, mm-hmm. uh, mostly the, the the front of the season. He did have an injury that kind of made his season a little bit weird um, as far as playtime goes, especially being a keeper. Um, but there is going to be a lot of changes with the roster by default because um, we, we already know Jung Soo Lee has retired officially. He was already an older defender as well. Um, we signed some players later in the season that I imagine won't come back. Um, we know for a fact um, one player we know won't be coming back is Eamon Zayad as he signed for uh, Chattanooga Red Wolves yep. um, SC. Um, 
And then uh, what's his name? Uh, Gebhardt will be going out to uh, El Paso. Um, so as much as I don't want it to happen, as far as changes with the roster and the same sort of thing that happened um, for the 2017 uh, or 2018 season, as far as roster changes that may have contributed to inconsistency, um, it, it's going to happen, quite frankly. Um, it, by default, we're going to have to fill a lot of really important holes um, with with some key players and, and figure how that works out. Um, love to see Jorge Herrera come back, um, just to kind of put a bow on this. He's going to be 39 at the end of the season. Um, and you wonder if he can really produce at the rate he has or, or be a consistent starter um, for another year. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's going to be a, an interesting transition time and see how the club um, moves into this new era, um, I guess you could say. Um, it, is there a, a part of you that, that maybe thinks that not having that affiliation opens up? you know, Jeffries or whoever it may be to, to make roster moves a little earlier and maybe with a little bit less pressure from somebody else to make the right roster moves. Yeah. I, it's going to be interesting as well, because with us losing the affiliation, it means we're going to have to um, be more independent. Be more independent. There you go. <laughs> Whoever's in Charlotte. <laughs> but the interesting thing as well is um, the very maybe a week or two month at the most before the 2018 season, we got a new primary or primary owner in uh, Mike D'Amico. Um, so in, in from what I had heard, um, his him joining the team, that part of the 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 um, season or the off season, it didn't really affect us building that roster. So it's going to be interesting to see if his um, pockets, I, I guess you could say, will yield a more positive or a higher quality player to be able to come to Charlotte. Right. Um, if he's willing to, to splash the cash a little bit, as it were. Exactly. To make it um, oversimplified and, and to, um, downplay what being an owner in this league is. <laughs> yeah. He's got nothing else going on. This is just right. this yeah, is yeah. his main this is his baby, I guess. Not, like, not really I but board, what should I do? And someone went, well soccer's kind of big right now. And he's like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, he, he and the interesting thing I'll say as well is in talking with him and, and meeting with him a couple times and just getting to know him as a person it doesn't feel like he would be doing this loosely. So, okay. and he's, a, he's a very um, high quality person, I would say. And he's not going to jump into a venture just to say that he's dipped his toes in the soccer world. Fair enough. So I'm, I'm curious how it's going to work. I, I, I <laughs> my optimism is it had kind of died at the end of this season. <laughs> it took a while, um, but it, it's kind of died. So we, we have, We've yet to see if that will be uh, reborn, I guess. He is not a man in your limited interaction, obviously, that strikes you as a guy that's okay with or, or maybe that just wants to sit back and watch his uh, his initial investment just gain, you know, capital by the league growing kind of, uh, kind of thing. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like he's got direct intentions to 
um, to make an impact with the club in, in a, a very positive way. So, yeah. Uh, Mr. Ashcraft, you are involved heavily with the Pittsburgh River Hounds in some way, shape, or form. Um, how was their 2018? If you could just put a little bit of emphasis on that playoff defeat, that would be nice. Um, and then, you know, who are you looking the? I guess, I, I, I guess, who are you excited for them bringing back in, in 2019? Or if there's anyone that's out of contract or, or might be negotiating right now, if you would like to make a public plea for them to stick with the team in the 2019, that was your, your Do you have some salt over there on your desk or something? Man. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think, um, I mean, 2018 was fun. I mean, for a a fan of the river hounds, I mean, you, you, I I sat in the stands for the two years previous to this 2016 and 17 went, man, this is getting depressing going to these games every Saturday night. Um, so, I mean, this season was fun to kind of experience um, success in some sort of way. And I think, I think, you know, similar to you guys, Richard, I think there was some semblance of chaos in the off season for us too. Um, you know, not nearly as much as you guys, but I think with, I think it seemed like they potentially went into the off season thinking like, we're going into next season with Dave Brandt as the coach. Um, and then they weren't able to get an exemption or something. And so they had to move to somebody with the correct license. Um, and so that, you know, I think that, you know, Tuffy getting that call from the Dworkins of, Hey, we're, we're folding for this year and you should call Bob. Um, was it, very fortunate thing. So it'll be, I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think a little off season and a higher budget than what he had in Rochester, I think. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what he can kind of bring, you know, cause he was bringing not even the core, but sort of two teams together last year and trying to piece them together on the field. Um, and so now he's, starting fresh or able to kind of start with a core that has now played together for a year mm-hmm. um, and be able to kind of add pieces to that rather than kind of piecing together a team, you know, full out. So I think that um, that's, what's interesting for me. Um, speaking of that playoff game, were you, were you aware? Or did you know that the Dorkins were actually at that game? No, I had no idea. Yeah. Bob actually, Bob, um, or Tuffy actually brought them over to the, the steel army like cookout um before the game and was like hey this is the dorkins from rochester and they all had rochester you know gear on or whatever but they were like this is dorkins from rochester and you gotta you gotta think they know um so that was interesting that they were there or, um, really you know tough. that they're still into you know they still have that relationship with bob or whatever so um so that was cool but um you know, the playoff game was obviously disappointing. I think it was, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to put any blame on it. I think both teams played a, a good game for what the weather was that night and everything else that went into that game. I think it was a well-played it was a well-played game that went to PKs, and you just never know what happens during PKs, you know. Um, and so that was just a wild sort of uh, – sort of ending to the season. But that's what I'm excited. I, I think that's what I'm excited about is just Bob having an off season to um, 
you know, kind of put together the roster that he wants to put together, um, maybe bring in some players that he wants to bring in um, and kind of see how he can, he can move the club forward. Um, I think as far as signings, um, I mean, you're always glad to see a guy like Nico Brett get re-signed um, and brought back. Um, I think if we can bring in a complimentary piece up top for him, um, I think that makes us a better team. Um, I like the fact that we brought Kevin Kerr back. I think leadership, I think leadership and, and veteran leadership matters um, on a young team like the Riverhounds are. And so I'm excited to see what you know happens next season. I think we, we go in looking, looking good and, um, hopefully we can make good on kind of the momentum that was built this season in Pittsburgh and um, even as far as attendance and everything else that was that was up for some games and still down for others. But um, I think, you know, I think if we can build on that, I think that's going to be a good, good thing for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool that, um, and, and if people in the, I don't know, USL show listening sphere. I was going to say like the Twitter sphere, but that's undercutting it. If uh, <laughs> people think that like the exit interviews are too quick or I, I don't know if anyone's got a problem with the way I'm running things right now, which sounds like I'm being combative about it. I'm really not. It's just how people. <laughs> um, let me know. Cause I'm, I'm open to suggestions and, and switching things around and things like that. I just figure that since the last two weeks, we've had not our usual cast of uh, friends in Phil, Pony, Kev, or Ryan, that I'd, I'd bring in some other soccer friends, let them talk about whatever they want. Because, I mean, let's be honest, if you follow this league or follow a team in this league, you know a good bit about the other teams that your team plays, so it works out. Um, and then just a chance to give everyone some exit interviews. So, Because um, Lord knows there's only 900 teams next year. Um, <laughs> we're gonna figure out how to talk about League One, everybody. Yeah, I like the Chattanooga logo. Fight me over it. Yeah, um, forward Madison. No, <laughs> you're not. A, you're not a flamingo guy. I'm not a flamingo guy. I just really hate forward Madison as a name. I like their Twitter brand. The like, we're gonna be Minnesota United, but nah. Or sorry, Minneapolis City, but nah. Like that's good. Or like sarcastic or whatever. Um, but like the name is just so bad. The crest isn't even awful. Like it's it's fine, but the name is just can't if do it. The, if the city flag wasn't so good, I mean, the city flag is beautiful. You posted that, and I got really sad because yeah, it's really. It was like it's right there. You can use it the is. city flag, and and it instantly makes it that much better. But. Not a hero are, there. are there people that don't like the Chattanooga logo? Yeah. I didn't read that. And doesn't, apparently. And he's the one that's okay. close in proximity to Chattanooga. So okay. I guess, you know. Um, but I, I, I'm all for more animal. Like, the whole soccer cross, whatever. Um, hey, Ben, you're not actually talking right now. You're talking, but you're not talking. <laughs> right. I've been... Talking into myself this whole time. Sorry. Thank you for that. Um, I don't know. Um, I Maybe it's too easy to hate their logo by default. <laughs> oh, okay. the, the Chattanooga uh, right. I'm referring to. Um, I, it's, I just feel like it, it looks like it was a rush job. And it, 
I, I like more simplistic type designs. Um, and the expression on the fox, it like it wants <laughs> to be aggressive, but it's not. It's more like it it wants to say something to you, but it doesn't want to be upfront about it. And you can't read it. <laughs> it looks like it's it looks like it's mad you woke it up from its nap. Yeah. Ooh, that's, so, that's, so that's good. <laughs> that's everyone. In there, all right. <laughs> it's the people's club. <laughs> maybe I maybe I haven't looked at it long enough. I feel it's... like I didn't even like look at it all that much, but I saw they were doing like a giveaway that was like if you like this and tag three friends and whatever, and I immediately I was like, I'm gonna like this and tag three friends, <laughs> and maybe right. I can win this like um you know pack of stuff or chattanooga social media team and or front office um contrary to what i'm doing right now and how many people we've had on this show which i estimated earlier like 60 uh, i don't have three friends um in the way that you're uh, <laughs> but i can't get to three so um there is room contrary to what it looks like on this scarf rack behind me if you guys want to send me something and not charge me 40 dollars for it i'll pay for shipping um I, yeah don't <laughs> be like of, 901 memphis don't do yeah. it well, speaking of uh league one i feel really bad for fc tucson who is isolated on the west coast yeah i mentioned and, it but like you'd rather have the affiliate with Phoenix Rising be the one that has to travel all over the place, right? I guess, but still. Yeah, that's fair. It's better than if they did like the reverse with like Richmond and had like everyone on the West Coast and they were like, kickers, you've got to just travel the entire way. You can do it. <laughs> Conference. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um have they announced our League One games shown on ESPN Plus, or are they going to be like YouTube? Or Great. I don't think they've gotten that far. I have no idea. TBD. I feel like the logical solution is YouTube, but because YouTube's like, here. where's all the soccer at? They're probably missing the soccer dumb. But do you think YouTube um, is really missing USL right now? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're missing championship. We can't forget they're missing championship in in the March to October months. Remember USL. We should bring them back on. <laughs> um, no, that's actually a really good question, though. Yeah. I'll, I'll stay tuned on that one. We'll try to get something out of the league on, on if there's anything in the works for it. Okay, it, here's how this works. If you don't hear anything from us about something that we said stay tuned about, it's because they're working on something. <laughs> this, <laughs> that comes down to if I do one of those things where I'm like, oh, well, we'll see if that's happening. And then if I never mention it again on the podcast, <laughs> And I'll get back to everyone when I figure out if it's happening or not. Sorry, I don't like hot takes. Uh, anyway. They're very uh, overrated. They're not great. They're not great. How long do they keep you warm for, really? You know, teach a man to do hot takes and he'll be warm <laughs> for a day. Sure. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Show him how to heat his own takes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, oh, uh, boy. Anyway, uh, where can people find you on the internet and stuff? Who, me? Yeah, you. Uh, you can find me at BGN Written, so uslnews.com. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at uh, the Safety Guy. Mm. Mm. 
I always it's good because now because you said who me now I'm self-conscious about it I I never really realized until today which is upsetting because I've only been doing this for 11 months oh my god um that like asking people where people can find them on the internet without getting their consent beforehand is like probably not the best move. <laughs> <laughs> right? so, like, who cares? Um, and to be fair, I've never been like, and if you say someone else's Twitter handle and I know about it, I'm going to like out for it because I haven't. So like, if you want to follow me on Twitter, send all your hate mail to at Iron Pony Shop and send all the nice things. <laughs> Um, also follow us, uh, at the USL show, um, check out our website, USL, the USL show.com, uh, click on the two boxes there, patreon.com backslash the USL show. Please stop giving us your money. It's too much. Um, and there's a blue and orange box. If you're colorblind, it's a gray and gray box. I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, exclusion exclusive here. Um, check out our friend's soccer logo. If you need anything related to soccer. And it's not scarves, which you can find at rockneckscarves.com. <laughs> that was smooth. Um, <laughs> Way, to work that in. Way to work it in. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, check out soccerlogo.com. Tell uh, DK you said hi. If there's a place for you to put comments or whatever, just say hi, DK, and he'll read it probably. I don't know. Um, Justin, where can people find you on the internet if, if you want them to find you? And also, where can people find a really good podcast sometimes if you're on it about the Pittsburgh Rounds? Uh, yeah, if you want the podcast, it's at Mongols, M-O-N-G-O-A-L-S. Um, you can catch this there. I think we will actually be going through the offseason. I'm not sure how frequently, but we will be trying to push push through the offseason. Um, and then uh, you can find me at Just Ashcraft, J-U-S-T-A-S-H-C-R-A-F-T, um, on every social media platform out there. So if you want to play PlayStation, you know, at Just Ashcraft. <laughs> That's that's my favorite new plug. I I was gonna mention tout, but I feel like no one's gonna know what that is other than me. So is if that you want laundry to, detergent, no. If you want a really <laughs> okay. good media platform that had a lot of financial backing and then no one used it, tout. <laughs> Not Google Plus. Oh, okay. Not Google Plus. Oh, pour one out. Completely. Ben, uh, where can people find you on the internet? And if people want to at least listen to an archive of a Charlotte Independence podcast, where can people find that? Uh, yes, the the podcast I contribute to with uh, the wondrous, uh, oh, I forget, I think it's phenomenal, Alex Warren. Um, it's called Talking Jacks. Yes. Um, you can find that on the Twitterverse. Um, it's Talking Jacks without the G. There's no G involved. Um, also, you can find me on the Twitterverse at uh, the Soccer Goose. Um, the off season without soccer has turned um, less soccery. Um, essentially, it's much more randomness. Isn't um, it more your bad music takes about Elliot Smith not being that good and bourbon drinking? Which I'm I'm really here for one of those two things. Yeah, um, it, it, some of those things. There's some bad music takes. I, I, Elliot Smith just—it doesn't do anything for me. He's not a bad musician, but uh, yeah, there's the Seinfeld gifs are still flowing though. Mm, you That's the important thing. Smith is dead, and and respect our elders. Would, would he prefer me to be <laughs> not honest though? I, I, uh, I don't know. Case, yeah, I would very much rather you tell me a lie. <laughs> anyway, before this gets completely off the rails, um. I want to. I want to plug something random. I don't know what. Um, 
man. Anyone? What's Mike Sparks' personal Twitter account? Justin? What? What's Mike's, what's Mike's Twitter? Um, I don't know. He's not very public with his Twitter. He does most everything through Mongols. No. Well, that's not as fun. Um, follow <laughs> Ryan. Just annoy him really hard. Send him all the gifts. Send him all the gifts. All the gifts. And lemons. Mostly lemons. Uh, until next week, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Um, Justin, Rich, and Ben, thanks for being on. Um, I've been your host, Evan. I only have one rule. It's a really easy rule, but it works out so well for your daily interactions with anybody. Uh, and that's don't be a dick. Take care. Hey, that's my name. <laughs>